Welcome to the Goth and the Sloth. I am your Sloth, Matt. And I'm Luna the Goth. This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart and, you know, trying not to burn the world down, but, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. <laughs> we decided to take the first part of our podcast to discuss the COVID-19 pandemic, how it's affecting our lives, how it's affecting your lives, and how it's uh, slowly tearing apart the fabric of all reality as we know it. Yeah, I guess this is kind of like a <laughs> end game finale. <laughs> Certainly just, feels that way. I uh, just hope some portals with some awesome people that we thought are gone all show up. Yeah, you know, I'm not even excited by that prospect. But sure, that sounds like a great thing. What if a portal <laughs> opens up and David Bowie walks out That'd and be great. he's got, um, you know, Van Halen with him? And Prince. Prince. As long as they're like, <laughs> we're not coming to save you. Just come with us. <laughs> we have a better place for you to be right now. <laughs> so how you been doing? Uh, cr- uh, uh fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. I uh, um uh, I don't, I don't think there's an English word, or human word there's just a sound that really portrays how i am and it also there's also like a physical expression as a dancer is wont to do um that is not great for podcasting but the sound is ugh. <laughs> i believe the germans do have a word for that it's called feibenbrosen Don't All check. Right, don't check that up. Just, uh, just believe me. Just go with it. <laughs> don't check it out. Got it. Not suspicious at all. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, well, I just got done with a very busy day at work, so this will be a fun podcast of yelling and excitement. Yeah, yeah. It's been nuts for me with work as well. Like, I'm just so, <laughs> so beyond capacity right now that's okay because gotta make that money yeah gotta make that scratch yeah yeah so how's the greater virginia area been uh so we have 159,570 cases which is up 11,000 from the last time we recorded um we are at 11,553 hospitalizations which is up almost 500 and we are at 3,361 deaths, which is up about 140. Um, so just continually bad. Yeah. The uh, multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children, we have uh, yet another one. So now there are 10 cases. Oof. Um, it's just, I, I think numbers ha- seem to be going up everywhere. Uh, but they're certainly not slowing down here. Yeah. Which sucks. Um, according to patch.com, I don't know. <laughs> people <laughs> people aged between uh, 20 and 29 are the most infected age group in Virginia, which they that accounts for 21.4% of all the cases in Virginia are 20 to 29 year olds. Wow. It's kind of predictable when you think about it um 
given the whole college situation, but yeah, it was a little eye-opening. And then I found some good news, bad news. Okay. Uh, and I mean, in that each of these facts is both good and bad news at the same time. <laughs> That's very much 2020. Um, so the ICU occupancy in Virginia is at 82%. Oof. So good that it's not very close to 100, but bad that it's so close to 100. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. Um, uh, the other one was no hospital, no hospitals are reporting difficulty obtaining personal protective equipment in the next 72 hours. Okay. So everybody's got what they need right now. That's good. Which is good. Bad that we need that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But good that we have it. Yeah. That works. (laughs) Yeah. So what about you? What about Colorado? We're not doing great. Um, now, of course, uh, for our, all the listeners out there, we're doing this four days later than we usually do it. So some of the numbers might be a little skewed, but not this skewed. Uh, we are at 79,037 cases, which is up 8,000 from our last recording. Whoa. Holy cow. That's a huge uptick for us. Um, we're at 7,915 hospitalizations, up 336 from our last recording. And 2,116 deaths, which is up 154 from our last recording. And that is the highest week-to-week death rate we have seen since we started this podcast. Holy cow. Yeah. So, yeah. um, The governor extended the mandate for masks even longer. uh, But now, the longer it goes on and the cases go up, we start hearing all the people saying, Well, I thought they were working. And so that's uh, fun. God. <laughs> well, tell you what, they only work when they're over your fucking face. Yeah. I see so many people walking around, like, in order to talk to people, they just pull it down. And I'm like, that's the, what? That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I'm working in the cafe, I absolutely have people just walk up and pull their mask down to make an order. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> back up. Try again. That's when you need it the Why most. I like spray everything down. Yeah. Jesus. Um, in national news, a couple things that we'll not maybe not touch on later. So I thought I'll bring them up now. Yeah. So uh, our our boy uh, Florida is back in the news. <laughs> so the governor of Florida gave uh, the go ahead to the Dolphins to have full capacity at their stadium. 65,000 seats. Oh, my God. And so to have this in um, a bit of context, Florida has 736,000 cases. Whoa. Um, You know how I said 8,000 was a lot week to week, right, for yeah. Colorado? They had 3,000 in a day. Yesterday, they had 3,000 cases, and that wasn't even a high day for them. But open up the stadium. Oh, my God. And I was going to have a whole gag about how, like, well, the good news is we're not going to need to ever find another topic for our podcast because COVID's never going away. 
Oh, no. But then the story, like Florida, only gets weirder and more convoluted. Okay. A spokesman for the Dolphins came out and said, we did not ask for full capacity. We don't want full capacity. We're going to continue just to seat 13,000 people. Huh. Right? So is the governor? The governor just is like, no, open up the stadium. And they're like, no. Oh my God, he is an actual troll. Yes. I absolutely hate him. So, yeah, that was, it was weird. Like, so, yeah, they're like, no, we don't want that. Like, we want our fans to be healthy. We don't want our players to get sick on the field either. Like, no, let's stick to a low capacity for a while. Yeah, like, (laughs) what? Oh. Okay. It reminds me of what's going to happen on Halloween, and I'm already going to call it now, is that everyone trick-or-treating isn't about the kids at all. It's all about the parents using their kids to make a statement. Uh, Probably. And so I think the governor's like, no, we're making a state. We're opening up. And Mm. they're like, no. (laughs) Uh, It's it's just all a bummer. It is. how, How, what? wanton disregard for life yeah especially when you're still a hot spot like you you haven't gotten any better right and and it doesn't even feel like solely a money grab it feels more nefarious than that yeah and i don't know what the actual incentive for him to do this was or what which incentive caused him to say these things but they're all bad. It's all bad. And uh, on top of that, our boy Michigan's back in the news too. Um, oh, man, rise or sorry, stand up Michigan, which is a rally of various church uh, oh, people, right. had a big yeah. old rally at the Capitol protesting the fact that their churches are still closed. I thought God was everywhere, right? So, <laughs> oh Matt, <laughs> there's that's exactly what a can of worms sounds like. I wasn't sure <laughs> what it sounded like, but it that that right there that sound bite. Hmm. Run, run. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a whole thing. I'm just looking at pictures on uh, statenews.com. Just tons of people. Don't see a mask among them. Except for a few Black Lives Matter protesters. Yeah, that's such a bummer. It just, all of this news is always just so, like, what? Why? Were they sleeping through the first part of this pandemic or do they did did they like it so much that they wanted to make life like this all the time like what the heck <laughs> right um like uh, I, and it's like people are being pitted against each other like oh these people don't want you to worship no we no. just don't want you to die yeah we don't want you to infect other people and make them die yeah stop tw- yeah don't twist the words it's not about you know taking away your your worship we're just making sure people don't die 
But yeah, I think it's wow. it's gotten to the point where uh, I don't know if he stole this or not, but uh, Doug, my buddy, likes to say uh, COVID is like abs in the way like at first like, oh, we're going to try really hard and we're going to get rid of this. But it's gone on too long and like, nah, abs aren't real. Nah, that just doesn't happen. Abs aren't real. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. <laughs> But, you know, like you're going to work out to get your six pack and you try really hard at first, but you realize it takes more than a week and you're tired and you're done. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and that's uh, that's relatable. And that's where I think uh, I think some people are rightfully at, but also you need to understand, you know, where we're we're still at. And it's only going to go longer the longer you uh, try and open up stadiums and have rallies. Right. And... Like they're there are a couple different perspectives that I can at least respect, like where you have people that are about to be homeless and evicted. And they're like, I need my job back. I need to have work. Mm -hmm. Like I get that. Or, you know, assistance from the government. Well, that's not happening. So you need work. Okay. Like that I can understand and pushing for things like that. While I, I might be like, Ooh, that's tricky. Like I don't want, you to have to be swimming in germs to make money but i also understand you need to pay your bills okay but when it comes from like these groups of people that where it's not about you know paying their bills it's about i want to get my hair cut or i want to go to church which is i mean i'm not dissing anyone for wanting to go to church but at the end of the day, why are you wanting to go to church and not find another option that's safer for everybody? Mm-hmm. Like, sounds a little like this is about you and not about church. Yeah. And the same thing goes for, like, companies and governors and stuff making these calls about what's going to be open and what's not. But it doesn't affect them individually. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just trying to make more money. Yeah. Doesn't have to do with jobs. Doesn't have to do with anything else. Like everybody's focus seems to be like beyond the area that seems to matter most in my opinion, which is keeping people alive and making sure they can keep a roof over their head. Mm-hmm. Like wh- why are we worried about these other things? <laughs> it's so <laughs> confusing to me. Yeah, now that's a uh, song I'm working on about uh Oh, I'm so sorry for you. You you have to adjust your life because thousands of people are dying. <laughs> so sad your hair looks bad. <laughs> Not your hair, but in general. Oh, thanks. You know. <laughs> That's the benefit of the curl is that you can kind of hide things in there until a later date. <laughs> so like snacks? Just hide yes. snacks in there. Just... Well, that's it was a secret, but now that it's on the podcast, but I mean, all y'all don't touch my hair, especially if you're white. <laughs> These are my fucking snacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's going on new in Luna's world? Oh man, um. I just feel like I'm working so freaking much. And again, I'm thankful for being able to work right now. But holy crap, 
has everyone decided to be like, here are all the things to do right now, and it's due tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm, like, still trying to work at the cafe because I need that cash, too, but it's, like, deadlines and, ah. Uh, um, so, I mean, nothing quite new, like, just busy. Um, I have been doing a little bit more creative, quote-unquote, work. It's not quote-unquote. It is creative. It's <laughs> just, like, different from my typical creativity. Um, so I did a photo shoot, an underwater photo shoot, uh, because there was a mermaid tank that came through town through Siren Circus, Circus Siren Pod. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so photographer Bailey, Catherine Photography, uh, helped make me look like a floaty, floaty mermaid. Yeah. And I was pretty happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was something new and cool. And uh, I have a friend, uh, it's not launched yet, so maybe I'll talk about it on the next podcast, but they're launching a product, and I was able to help mo them model it, so that should be popping around sometime soon. And then I have another photo shoot this weekend. Wow. So. Well done. If I guess if I can't dance and I can't have my usual Halloween performances, then I guess I'll dance very slowly in front of a camera. Yeah. You can be a, I don't know. You can be a runway model and just look uh, hangry all the time. Oh my god. Do you imagine <laughs> me on runway? First of all, too hungry. Not going to work. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> I'm not sure that I could take that many steps like that that many uniform steps without some sort of like creative like jump or something like something to flare it up because if i have to do the same thing like in a row i'm definitely gonna fall on my face like 100 percent. i can't walk like a normal person i can do turns and leaps and things but walking not recommended <laughs> certainly not in front of a crowd yeah Anyway, so what's going on with you? What's new in your world? Uh, not a ton, but I did have an interesting experience this weekend. Um, went to my comic shop, and my hold slot only had three issues in it. And How many are supposed to be in there? I usually get a pretty decent stack. I usually drop about sixty bucks, and it wasn't. I don't know what that means in comic <laughs> book language. <laughs> Comics run uh, three to four dollars an issue. Okay. So, like twenty something usually. Interesting, and you only had three. Only had three. Wow. So, like, part of it is this comic shop's closer. I've gone not tons more often, but a little bit more often. But yeah, I looked at what's coming out, and there's just like a big dip, and I'm. It's like a. Uh, delay to what we saw earlier in the year with covid and comics like they mm -hmm. did the stop shipping in march and april and came back in may shipping but like now the editorial process is backed up or something mm. interesting i've been noticing that in a few different industries where it's like so covid happened and that everything was like screeched to a halt and then mm -hmm a bunch of money got pumped into the economy so things kind of ramped back up and then all that money ran out 
Yeah. And now it's like crickets. <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like again. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if it's, uh, it always worries me because it's always, comics are always teetering on death, <laughs> essentially. So, do you think so? Uh, I don't think the amount of attention the movies and shows and stuff brought enough to for people to like start collecting physical comics. Oh no, I don't necessarily think that. Like, okay, I see your point yeah. now. I don't necessarily <laughs> think that like new people are going to be like, I'm going to start collecting comics. I just feel like there's so many people out there already collecting and like buying and selling comics. Uh, yeah, but I think I don't know. So I assume that there are a lot of people just collecting out of. But I wouldn't like start collecting comics because I watched, you know, Captain America or something. Yeah, I mean they used to kind of bank on that. Uh, Marvel would oh. even readjust their heroes to make them line up for what happened in the movies, even though the movies are already doing a thing that the comics already did, and it starts this weird feedback loop. <laughs> like, um, you know, when they when Spider Man three came out, they did a whole bunch of uh, back in black Spider Man issues where he's back in the black suit for some reason. I didn't read them, but. Like, the black suit story already came and went, like, years ago, decades ago. And they're like, well, it's happening in the movie, so let's do it back in the comic, and then people will buy the comic because he's got the black suit in the movie. Hmm. I've been superhero movieing wrong. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. I like the way I did it. I don't have any comics. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, we'll see if it picks back up or... Um, What's what's going on? But yeah, I am definitely getting a lack of issues. Ah, bummer. Gives me the uh, openness to collect some old ones that I've been missing and find some of those. But I knew you'd fill the void. Exactly. <laughs> but that's only going to go for so long before I'm like, you can run out of stuff at some point. I, I'm not convinced <laughs> that anyone can run out of comics. I've seen how many you have. I've seen how many there are in the world. I've seen how many my partner has. Like, no, I don't think you will run out before you die, (laughs) frankly. Collect to your heart's content. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And then my other big news is from today is I've now gained the, I've leveled up and gained the ability to uh, make skull waffles. Hell yeah. (laughs) That thing looks so cool. So that's going to be fun. I'm going to totally make some uh, pumpkin waffles for Halloween. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a great idea. And you can totally get fun with the colors. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking you could do like half and half. Like like pour batter in like the two different sides at the same time. Okay. Yeah. And they'll meet in the middle and then you'll have like half and half skull. That'd be cool. Yeah. Give that a shot. Or like pour it in the middle and then the outside or whatever like you could you can have some, fun, some with fun with that yeah no i'm definitely getting some dye and at bare minimum they're going to be orange but yeah purple green i'll make a bunch mm, waffles <laughs> <laughs> i can't have waffles until i lose a body part so well be dreaming of waffles once you get your surgery I'll, i can make you some waffles and then ship them I to guess, me. Yeah. 
Although <laughs> it would be very like moldy, but <laughs> once they like pass the Mississippi and it's like humid, it's gonna be like gross. <laughs> well, next time I go over there, because it's actually a decently small waffle iron, I could bring All a skull right. waffle iron and we can make waffles. When we're able to travel again when we're in twenty twenty three. Exactly. <laughs> oh boy. Speaking of which, let's get into our topic. Um, so yeah, our main topic today, as you already know, if you saw the title of this <laughs> podcast, but it is, uh, basically, guess who got the virus this week? <laughs> our not-so-fearless leader. Uh, yep. yes, Donald Trump, president of the United States, was diagnosed with COVID-19. <sighs> yeah, it uh, was what a lot of people hoped, but didn't turn out the way they wanted to either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It was, it was a wild ride. So basically, we're going to take this episode to kind of do what we've always done, which is chronicle the events that uh, that are that have been happening through the pandemic. And, and this is a big one. Mm-hmm. This is this is a pretty notable <laughs> event. Yeah. So we thought we'd take the episode to talk about, um, kind of walk through everything that happened this week uh, chronologically. So what does it mean when your president gets the fire? (laughs) (laughs) That means everyone goes online and searches the 25th Amendment. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. God. So essentially, uh, he looked pretty visibly weak at a couple rallies he was like like really Mm -hmm. huffing and puffing like like clearly ill um he looked like when i'm on a date and i have to walk up a hill and you try and look like you're not out of breath and you're like "Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's good (laughs) (laughs) oh god and so then he's um he's diagnosed with covid and immediately the fuckery begins oh yeah (laughs) because it was i believe two days after the presidential debate so then everyone was like where did he get it who did he get it from who has he given it to does biden have it Mm -hmm. does harris have it does everybody ever have it um and so it was a pretty big debacle to start with. Then it was like, okay, he's diagnosed with COVID. He's got all these core morbid- comorbidities that makes it dangerous for him. So let's keep an eye on him. What's going to happen? How's he feeling? What are, what are his like vitals and everything? Which, of course, they wouldn't tell us. Mm-hmm. And then, like magic, he gets helicoptered to... Um, oh, I totally did not write down the name of the uh, military base hospital. Um, Walter Reed Medical Center. That's it. Okay. So then uh, Trump gets helicoptered to Walter Reed Medical Center where he is obviously being hospitalized <laughs> for <laughs> COVID-19. Um, and when this happens, he basically goes silent for a minute which was glorious it was (laughs) nothing coming out of the president 
<laughs> which was like both like kind of concerning and at the same time you're like wow how peaceful this friday evening is <laughs> like when the white noise oh, turns nice. off you're like whoa <laughs> <laughs> yeah. absolutely um and then the following days were full of confusion and evasive answers by his doctors. He had a team of doctors that would come out of Walter Reed Medical Center together for uh, for a press conference to discuss his state where they would say nothing. They would avoid questions. Um, there was a pretty amazing soundbite if you want a little chuckle where his doctor is trying to avoid saying that he's was given oxygen. <laughs> he's just they're like, so has has he received any oxygen since he's been here? Uh well, he did not receive oxygen today and uh he did not receive oxygen on Thursday. And yeah, and then they're like, so has he received oxygen at any point in time yes correct he has not received oxygen between wednesday and thursday (laughs) it was the most ridiculous thing oh and i was listening to it i was like is this a cartoon (laughs) what's happening is this family guy (laughs) who's on first (laughs) oh my god so then um so that kind of continues with this non-communication situation and all of the doctors had to sign an NDAs before they could treat him. So really it it was confusing and awful. And uh what happens next is he receives three different types of treatments um with his state of the art uh medical care and Matt you were you're going to talk about what those treatments were. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, according to USA Today on an article called How President Trump's COVID-19 Treatment Compares with the Average American Receives. Um, so, first, he got, uh, you know, bumped to the line for everything. His test came back earlier before everybody's. Um, he got, you know, preferential treatment at the hospital. You know, well, that's going to happen to any president. Of course, but, um, yeah. So the first thing he got was monocylical antibodies. Monoclonal. Monoclonal? I mean, Mo- monoclonal. There we go. These are all going to have really bad pronunciations. We'll throw that out there right now. <laughs> so uh, he got that 48 hours after his first symptoms. Um the drug is intended to mimic the natural process of the immune system, providing it with molecules called antibodies the body normally manufactures to fight off specific diseases. It's currently being tested in people of various stages of the disease, including uh, patients who have been diagnosed and are symptomatic but not been hospitalized. So that's the first thing he got, um, and yeah, again, it's something that's just being tested. Not everyone can get a hold of it, but mm-hmm. it's out there. Then he got a Reddit Remdesivir, R E M D E S I V I R. Uh, Recidivir. Yeah. Recidivir. Yeah. There we go. Um, 
<laughs> Soon after. We're not doctors, okay? <laughs> I only write like a doctor. <laughs> Soon after arriving at the hospital Friday evening, Trump was given the first of five doses of the antiviral, the drug made by uh, Glenn lead scientists of California was developed to treat Ebola, what has been reproduced as an agent against COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, he got it on day two. So that's awesome. Uh, private companies will pay $520 per vial and $3,120 for a five-day course treatment. Or just that Must one drug. Nice. Yep. And then he got de- <laughs> dexithymazone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with that one. Dexithymazone. <laughs> oh, the steroid? Yeah. Late Saturday, three days after his first symptoms and two days after his diagnosis, he was given the steroid. Uh, the drug, though cheap and accessible, is usually reserved for people with very low oxygen saturation levels or those on ventilators. Because of the lack of data on Trump's oxygen levels, it is unclear whether he met the criteria. So did they just like give it to him or did he actually need it? Right. Yeah, and it's it's it sounds like from a lot of doctors they were saying that it's reserved for truly severe patients um, because the side effects are so wacky. And one of the side effects of that particular drug is this like overconfidence of feeling wonderful and fantastic and indestructible. And if you go back and look at his tweets from that night, (laughs) you can tell because he was tweeting like he was high as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Is that different than his other tweets? (laughs) yes unfortunately it was like what what was the one where he ended it with just all caps love oh i remember that one yeah (laughs) wow it was pretty uh pretty wild uh he was also given zinc pepsid aspirin vitamin d and metatholine it's a sleep aid apparently Hmm. uh Shh, Mr. President, go to sleep. Might need to just give him that all the time. Just be like Reagan's second term and just sleep through it. (laughs) He has exactly. All being told just his medication alone costs the American public $5,000 just for over counter medication. So, because he wanted to have some rallies. We're out oh, a man. bunch of money. Yeah, it's, it's, I wanted to talk about this um, in a minute, but just as a kind of a preview to that, it's very telling when people that are against things like, um, like medical systems where people have access to affordable health care. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, everybody should be able to make a billion dollars to be able to afford their health care. But this is fine. Like, yeah. no, taxpayers paying for this is fine. Like, no, what? <laughs> you, you, you're you not. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
We're also supposed to be nice to him while he was sick. We what? were supposed to be nice to him while he was sick, too, remember? Oh, Everyone God. Everyone's not be so mean. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I will say that, like, yes, I'm on Twitter lately, and yes, I saw all of the madness where it was people were wishing him well, people were wishing him death, people were wishing him all sorts of things, and then Twitter banned wishing him death. So then (laughs) (laughs) people were getting really creative about how they were wishing him (laughs) But honestly, like, I don't understand why we can't just hold two things true. Like, I don't wish death on anyone, including Mm -hmm. him. I'm one of those crazy people, okay? (laughs) But I that doesn't mean that I don't want to see justice. I want to see, like, the reason I don't wish him death is because I want to see him answer to all of the things that he's done. Mm -hmm. To, like, absolutely, you know, ignore this massive pandemic and that resulted in a massive loss of life in this country. And for everything else that he's done, like, I, he needs to answer for it, and he can't answer for it if he just gets to die in his sleep. Like, that's not Yeah, no, I can not see justice. that. Although, you forget, too, he's a rich white guy, so they tend to not have uh, any consequences. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> I'm also very acutely aware of that, <laughs> unfortunately. But still, like, I just think it's okay to be like, okay, I don't like this guy. But he doesn't Here are all the die. reasons. In fact, I despise him. Can't stand the look of him. Can't stand the sound of him. It makes me ill that he leads this country. And I don't wish that he would fall over dead. It's, there's, it's yeah, possible. It is. <laughs> anyway, so um, after the treatments and the shady doctors, actually not after the shady doctors, shady doctors, let's just say that that's a constant from here on out because <laughs> they're still at it today. Yep. Um, Trump returns to the White House, which he made a giant show of. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting, <laughs> in my personal yeah. opinion. He like comes back to the White House. He makes a point to walk up the stairs instead of going through the downstairs entrance. And then he like stands there wincing as he's breathing, which was hard to watch, frankly. And then he takes his friggin' mask off and walks into the White House. <laughs> and then the next day, they're like reporting that White House staffers, like at the time, I think it was like 33 of them had the virus that, you know, had been, had contacted the virus. And then they all had to wear PPE in order to interact with the president. So now they're looking like, beehive keepers like <laughs> talking to him. it's just it's comical but oh so dark yeah. um and so to catch up to where we are today as we record this now he's back at rallies mm-hmm. and he is uh basically continuing to spread uh the virus and um we'll get into a little bit of what this what this means in the larger scale but trump isn't the only one that uh contracted covid 19 so matt who else has uh contracted this well uh of course the most famous outside of trump is uh 
the prime minister of England. Um, um, blanking on the name all of a sudden. Boris. What is his name? Johnson, isn't it? Boris. Yeah, Boris Johnson. Yeah, you're right. Boris Johnson got it and uh, recovered. He was also hospitalized for a oddly short amount of time as well. So another one of those. Birds of a feather. Um, so in America alone, a ballotpedia lists um, that on the federal level, there has been 21 diagnosed, uh, diagnosed people and one death. Uh, there has on the state level, there's been 82 politicians diagnosed and four deaths, and local levels, 19 diagnosed and three deaths. Hmm. Wow. Uh, so obviously, we remember Stephen Williams was the first uh, one of the early big names to die of it um, mm-hmm. at the federal level. Um, he was uh, court of, of appeals in dc and um yeah quite a few people uh including uh herman cain Cain. um let's see i got a whole list here i'll just kind of pick out some of the notables um uh, mike lee who uh got it tested positive right after trump a utah senator uh ryan uh ron johnson from wisconsin uh Chris Christie, I don't know if he's actually in charge of anything anymore, but he exists and has it. He was hospitalized. Yep, and he's not doing great, last I heard. Oh. So, I thought he was discharged, was he? but maybe. I don't know. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see who else we got. Uh, Mike Kelly from Pennsylvania, Rand Paul. Um, let's see. Morgan Griffith and uh, Neil Dunn from Florida. So um, this doesn't list by uh, you know party, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, twenty three people diagnosed, and NPR reports that by October, more than one hundred and twenty capital workers have reported positive tests including 40 members of the U.S. Capitol Police. Interesting. Yeah, I I do want to take this opportunity to talk about the uh, event where Trump announced uh, Judge Amy Coney Barrett's nomination. Mm -hmm. And this was, seems to be the super spreader event that got a lot of the GOP sick um and so we have the situation where these people who are elected officials are at this event maskless mm-hmm. hugging each other talking to each other very close uh spreading the virus that is obvious at this point um and the news cycle over the next week or so has been, it, it was, I mean, this person got it, this person got it, all linking back to this event. And what we didn't see a lot of, at least I didn't, in the news was all of the staffers that basically run these people's lives yep. for them. 
it's like for every big name that you see at these events, you have a at least one person that is running around at their side trying to make sure that their life and day goes as smoothly as possible. Mm -hmm. And those people are not paid the same way that these people are. These staffers are not valued by the media to mention them and their families, their situations. And they are often in a situation where they have to practice the politics of the person they work mm -hmm. with. So if they are working for someone that doesn't believe in masks or cannot be seen wearing a mask because it is it appears to be a challenge to the president's stance on masks, yeah. then that means that staffer can't wear yep. a mask. And that's their job. Like that's not their choice. That's their that's something they have to do for work. And those sacrifices are expected when you work in politics. But this is a virus that can kill people. Yeah. Can, has, <laughs> like, and will continue to. Exactly. So I just think that it's worth remembering that it's not just them that they are endangering. It's the people around them and their staff. I mean, Trump has made it abundantly clear that he does not care about his staff, yeah. considering he returned to the White House and stopped wearing a mask around his staff and just wouldn't, even as he returned with still testing positive, so we think, because nothing is truly released, yep. it it's like, hold on, you know you're still positive, but you're going to go back into a building with a bunch of people that may not be positive? Just to what? Make sure that they are now? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? How selfish can you get? It's just really disappointing to watch. It is. But it's a, um, you know, and I don't throw out this word too much, but it's a uh, fascist, you know, show of power is what it is. And that, that oh, was yeah. the entire, you know, walk up as you described. That was, I'm not weak. I'm still the grand leader here. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it it's been really discouraging to tap into that so if you've been avoiding all of it good yeah. job <laughs> i'm glad we could summarize it for you <laughs> well i have a theory too because some of the pictures What's from that? the president uh vice presidential debate i think pence has it i agree he's got covid I mean, well, eye going. I, honestly i don't know i just don't think that he's a picture of health in general i kind of think that he might actually just be wet bread <laughs> that's like pushed pasted into this exoskeleton that doesn't like that has facial like his facial muscles don't move maybe his face is made out of wet that bread be. and that explains why a fly landed on him and was like i live here <laughs> like i just i don't know that guy freaks me out he is like, he just gives me the heebie-jeebies that's because he looks like the evil preacher from a horror movie that like murder like come back as a ghost because he murdered all his flock or whatever that's what he looks like to I, me he just <laughs> to me uh, you know i'm not gonna say that on the pod <laughs> never mind <laughs> but he just creeps me right the hell out um but anyway hey, i i just i think that more people have it than than we know mm -hmm. of 
Um, and I just want us to kind of remember the staff that are also in danger. Absolutely. Then no one seems to care about. Um, and I just saw right before we started recording, apparently Trump is at a rally right now or was earlier today saying that he is strong because he has experienced COVID <laughs> and like has lived through it and therefore he's immune. And so he's going to kiss all the men and the beautiful women in the crowd. It's like, <laughs> what the hell? No, that's assault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's his, it's his rally. So it's probably consensual, but still it's just, I don't know. I just, this brings me to the other point that I wanted to discuss on this episode which is we now have a president who is looking at the american people in the eye and saying i got this virus for you and so now that i've gotten it i'm stronger than my opponent and i have firsthand knowledge of the virus okay so if that if that messaging works for you if you're like oh he does have firsthand knowledge of the virus. What the hell does that mean? Why is that a positive thing? Does that mean that Biden needs to go out and and contract the virus in order to be a viable com- opponent to Trump? No, that's <laughs> fucking stupid. God damn it. These people are like, oh, he's so strong. He got the virus for us and he's he's proving that, you know, he's... He's like able to recover. It's like he got the virus because he's stupid and he wouldn't listen to the doctors. So now he's trying to overcome it, but he's framing it as like this great sacrifice that he's doing for the American people. And only he can understand the virus because only he has gotten it. Good Lord. If that messaging works on you, (laughs) I fear for your Facebook ads. Yeah. What else works on you if that works on you? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Anyway. Yeah, it's. Yeah, he got it being an idiot and continues to pass it on to more people that are idiots and people that just are have to be around him. Like, you know, any cleaning people or staff or whatever at the White House that have to be there to work. And mm-hmm. it's. uh. I just wish someone would take it seriously. (laughs) Agreed. I think that's my whole thing. Like, regardless, like, even if Trump were more of a moderate or whatever, I don't even freaking care. It's not about his politics right now. It's about him ignoring science, getting the virus, and then telling people, don't worry about it. It's fine. Go get it. Don't be scared of it. Yeah, Twitter even had to break down and remove one of his tweets because he said something along those lines. Because he said that he was immune now. No, that's not how it works. (laughs) You can get it again. We've seen cases. This guy, like, it's like he has absolutely politicized science, like belief in science. And that is a tragedy, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Because science does not discriminate. Yeah. Doesn't care what you believe in. 
if you're going to die of cancer, you're going to die of cancer. If you're going to get COVID, you're going to get COVID. It does not care which economic plan you like. Like it's, it's just a shame that the leader of America is touting this crap and I'm tired of it. As it should be. (laughs) Oh God. Anyway. So, um, you know, we'll go back to having a, a regular topic in the next episode, but we thought we'd take today to talk about this uh, pretty big story yeah. in the COVID experience of 2020. Yeah. And we'll see where it takes us. I mean, this story's not over. So. Oh, yeah, no. It's uh, it's weird because, yeah, um, during the 1920 pandemic, um, Hoover might have had it, but they didn't. Oh, but they really? deny it. And that's not uh, him. <laughs> <laughs> there's theories like that's what screwed up the peace accords at the end of world war one is uh, a lot of people that got the 1920 flu um had uh, severe anger issues after like it messed with your wiring and he was just being a dick and mm-hmm. it uh, broke the world <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we'll see i mean we have no idea what his health is they will not say the last time that Trump had got negative. A, uh, had a negative yep. test result, and they will not say if he has a negative test result now. But guess who's out there doing rallies? Yep. So. Yep. You gotta say it is please avoid your president at all costs. <laughs> please stay <laughs> at least six feet away from your president. At this point, a little further might not hurt. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, Melina got it, and she definitely does not get more than six feet closer to him. <laughs> Good God. I, I mean, I'm happy that she's not, like, she wasn't hospitalized or anything, but, like, can you imagine? She can't even stand holding yeah. his hand. Could you imagine? She's just like, I got this from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel bad for Melania sometimes. I don't. Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, so let's move on to the next part of our podcast, which is very important this last week. Our distractions. What are we doing to distract ourselves with with uh, the impending whatever happening in D.C.? Yeah, for real. Um. Well, uh, like I said, I've just been super busy lately, and with all of the stuff happening and with watching just everything around the election ramping up, like it's just been like, I'm super busy and sad. Like those two things have become like bed friends. <laughs> um, so I have still been, I've been reading the turn of the screw, which I've been really enjoying. Um, and I'm getting close to done getting closing in on the back half of the book. Um, And I also started The Haunting of Bly Manor, which dropped this past Friday, and it's so lovely to have a new ghost story. (laughs) I absolutely adore ghost stories, and I think it's really good so far, and it actually follows the book really pretty closely, which is surprising, considering The Haunting of Hill House did not. Um, But I'm just... Mike Flanagan just write ghost stories forever. Like if you, 
like if you need me to i'll die so that you can just write a ghost story about me (laughs) (laughs) so i can come back and haunt people like it's just the ghost on the pod ghost on the pod Uh, yeah, I'm just so thankful for a ghost story in October. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you distracting yourself? Um, sort of the same. I've dived right into fall being fall more than I even usually do. I think more is just more distractions. Um, made a big old pot of, um, uh, butternut squash uh, soup and it's amazing Mm -hmm. um i've been planning out my halloween uh the space launch last i checked actually got moved so i'm going to be able to watch 14 straight hours (laughs) so i think i have my movies picked out with the theme of why didn't i watch that yet i should probably get on that Yes, you should. Oh my gosh, I'm going to feel so much better after your Halloween. Like, you finally watched it. Um, And then planning my, uh, you know, menu for the entire day of that and making some pumpkin muffins, some pumpkin cookies, some pumpkin waffles. Ugh, that sounds so good. Uh, Such a good plan. It's going to be fun. Start a fire at some point when it gets dark. It's going to be a good night. I'm, I'm been excited for that and that's been my main distraction uh i love that that's really cool i like that you're planning it all yeah. out i'm not surprised right? at all that you're planning it all out <laughs> like not even remotely but i am happy that you yeah. are Sounds and really i cool. had a bit of retail therapy too that's been happy um so <laughs> along with the uh, skull waffle maker i got uh cookie cutters that are all like bats and coffins and vampire fangs oh. and ghosts um and uh, i got um I, i've been cooking long enough that i can finally go i don't like my garlic press i need a better garlic press Ooh, <laughs> i'm able to like right. get get annoyed at my tools and not just use like oh, i still have that let's just use that <laughs> so Man, that's better than me. I'm always like, I could get a garlic press or I can use a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> and then, awesome. yeah, I bought some uh, art from a local artist that I know. She's amazing. And so when I get that, it'll be fun. Yeah. Brooke Van Dievler, so if cool. you find her on the uh, Instagrams, she's got some really good stuff. Insta. So yeah, that's what I've been distracting myself with. That's some awesome distractions. Yeah. I'm gonna have to steal from you that. Should. I think I'm gonna have to like try to. I haven't planned out Halloween weekend yet because you know how I feel yeah. about plans. But I think it wouldn't hurt to have like a range of. There options. you go. A loose guideline of things that you may want to do. A loose guideline of options that I may or may not choose from no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that'll take us to our favorite part of the podcast, only in a pandemic. A major civil unrest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, stories that can only happen in a pandemic and or major civil unrest. What do you got for us this week? So it is totally exactly in line with what you've you've been talking about for your distraction. 
only in a pandemic, specifically this one that's going in going on in October, am I kind of nervous about the pumpkin carving situation <laughs> because I have a tendency to get a little addicted <laughs> where I start out with like two and then I end up with like eight <laughs> and I'm like, what do I do with all these pumpkins? And now there are fat squirrels outside and now they're rotting. And so I don't know if this is a problem or not, but considering that like, you know, I'm going to be home. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing stopping me. Usually, I have shows that I have to be at rehearsal for. I have all this other stuff distracting me. I can't just sit at home carving pumpkins. No, you can. But this year... (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm busy, but I don't have to sleep in the middle of the night while I'm carving a pumpkin. Like, pumpkins, like, are higher than sleep in the hierarchy of things. That's fair. You should maybe uh, get a theme going. Do, like, the entire Adams Family. That'd be fun. Yeah, I always think about doing that, and then I get, like, distracted halfway through, and I'm like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe, I mean, now that I have, like, so much freaking time, I've just been thinking about, like, different ideas or maybe Mm -hmm. themes or something. I haven't really decided yet, but usually what I do is I just get the pumpkins, and I stare at them. And then I go, you... You'll be Frankenstein. Hmm. <laughs> like, ooh, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do all the Universal monsters. That'd be fun. There you go. That would be fun. I always like to find anyway. a really round one and make a Jack Skellington. I do that every so often. Uh, I always get a like short, like a short wide one mm-hmm. that is like just a exceedingly happy face. There you go. Like I do it every year with the little like carrot eyes and the like super happy face like it's i don't know why but i've been making i've been doing that one since pretty much day one and i just like having a super happy little pumpkin friend very nice i usually carve it like around one of the first ones i carve so that it like gets to hang out with me for a while nice very good anyway so what are you what's your only in a pandemic story only in a pandemic do uh, drunk white girls become even more of a public nuisance? What? <laughs> <laughs> they can be more? Even more. So uh, <laughs> I made my way to uh, Kinga's this Saturday with Doug. We decided we wanted to go to a bar, and Kinga's already had a patio and all yeah. that fun stuff. And apparently drunk white girls have not gone extinct during this pandemic. And there was definitely one running around hugging everybody and touching and no, yeah, bad. Did you have a like a spray bottle <laughs> that you could spray? <laughs> Get out of here. So yeah, apparently that's still a thing that's happening in bars. Was she between the ages of twenty to twenty nine? <laughs> it's see, I, I would put her in that that range. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awful. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. Like an actual nightmare. A little bit. Like I've gone to Fallout, I think at this point, just once, maybe twice. Um, And like everything's all distanced and I just sat at my like little table with my bottle of wine and was like, 
this counts as socializing while I look at everyone suspiciously and then I leave. <laughs> and, uh, but like everybody's required to sit down at your table. You have to stay there. Like if you're not drinking or eating, you have to have your mask on, etc. But like if someone would have like gotten up and run around like that, I, I'm, I may have just thrown the wine bottle at them. I'm not <laughs> sure what I would have done. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> but did you get the Old Bay Wings? No, we actually ended up not eating there at all. Uh, we kind of ate oh, before. Okay. We just kind of went to drink. But I did get my uh, Jiviets, so that's always good. Good. So Awesome. Which then uh, leads us into the last bit of our show before we wrap this up. Our Hermit Levels. So on the Leonardo DiCaprio scale of being a hermit, a 10 being the man in the iron mask, you're in a cell completely by yourself, isolated from anyone, and people slide you food through a hole in your door. <laughs> or a 1 being the wolf of Wall Street, and you're doing coke off a hooker's ass. Which sounds like a terrible idea during a pandemic. It does. So where are you at on the scale? <laughs> didn't think about that but i was like well what is the what is on the hooker's Thanks. ass like is she wearing a latex suit no you, you gotta do it <laughs> naked so she's gonna have some sweat on there that you just snorted up there so if eh. she's got it you just snorted covid right into your brain but is it worth it because ass <laughs> i mean it's definitely on my bucket list to do it at some point Oh, God. So my hermit hermit level this week is an 8.5. Oh, gone down a little. I know. I've gone down a half point. And that is because I did do those photo shoots. Oh, yeah. They were with the same person. So, But it was a new person you saw and you went out and did a thing. But it was a, yes, it was a new human <laughs> that I don't typically see. And I wasn't getting paid for these. So it was just. Yes. Yes. Point five. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you? Um, probably at like a four. You uh, I know, a right? Um, went to uh, a brewery with a friend uh, before, like after our recording last week, and then uh, me and Doug went out to a bar, and then I went and saw my family. We just kind of had to get together, so. I've been out and about. Cool. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So hopefully uh, it was all safe. You know, it's been a couple of days, so nothing happening yet. So <laughs> <laughs> we will see. Yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, wrap this guy up. Where can people find you if they want to uh, uh, so get you up? Before we oh, yeah. um, wrap up, just a reminder to wait for the end of the episode for a special announcement if you missed it on the last episode yes okay now let's wrap up now we can wrap it up <laughs> where do, where can people find you at uh you can find me on instagram at l-u-n-a underscore m-i-n-u-i-t and it is the same on twitter and you can find us at goth and sloth on instagram and twitter and gothensloth at gmail.com, especially 
for our special announcement at the end. You may want to save that email address. Mm-hmm. And Matt, where can they find you? I am wizard underscore Matt on the Twitters, wizard cosplay on the Instagram, both of which I posted my awesome new waffle maker. So if you're curious what that looks like. My band is uh, Leonardo Leonardo Band on SoundCloud and Facebook. And my YouTube channel is Matt the Feral Wizard. And I have my new solo act, uh, Matthew James, which is Matthew James 2020 on SoundCloud, where I just released a song. And Matthew, by the way, Matthew James is taken. Matthew James Band, Matthew James Music was all taken. Matt. It's like, oh, I picked bad. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'll have to just start spelling funny. it weird just to <laughs> have the option. Uh, but yeah, so check check all those out. Awesome. Yay. Congrats on your new project. Yeah, I'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening, and please wash your hands. And wear your damn mask. It's special announcement time. Okay, so essentially what we're doing is in exchange for a screenshot of uh, a review on Apple Podcasts or uh, sharing uh, something about our podcast or sharing our podcast on your social media, we will send you a personal note uh, handwritten by one of us you can make a request if you want or we'll just kind of hash it out and um and we'll that note will be uh unique and personal to you so uh just a little fun giveaway for the month of october so anytime before our sacred day of halloween send us a screenshot of a review or uh you sharing the podcast on your social media and uh, we will send you a handwritten note. Our email address is gothandsloth at gmail.com. Yay! Okay, bye!